Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hello, folks. My name is Joe, and this week we are discussing Groundhog Day. My name is Ray Giroso, and haven't we done this one? Well, didn't we do this one? I don't. I don't think I've ever watched this movie with you, Ray. I don't think so. Are you sure? I'm yeah. sure. No, Are you sure we a... haven't recorded this? Yeah, we haven't done this recording before. This is. This is the first time that we're doing this episode. I'm I'm sure of that. Ever. Are you having some deja vu or? Oh, I'm just, maybe. It just seems all too familiar. Let me tell you about the plot of this movie. Okay. It stars Bill Murray as a, a, a newscaster, and then he's bad and rude and mean, and so he has to relive the same day until he learns to be a better person at the end. Yeah. I, I feel like that is it. I, I don't really recall a whole lot from the movie, and it's been about half of my life since I've seen it, but I feel like that's a pretty good plot summary for a lot of, like, a lot of, like, early 90s movies. Uh, man Must Learn Lesson? Yeah, that, that, stars a, that stars a, like, a comedian. Or a mm. comedy actor, like a if, lot of Jim Carrey movies are like that too. Yeah, that's Liar Liar. Yep. And um Have you seen maybe, Liar Liar? I grew up on Liar Liar. I had okay. the VHS. I, was I don't say, remember it. Like that plot just reminds me a lot of Liar Liar. I don't remember it at all, but I had the VHS and I watched it a lot and it probably informed my humor, sadly. Probably. It also informed that it's it's probably the reason that you can never lie. That's right. I can Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's get back to the matter at hand. Um, so Bill Murray, what's what's the character's name? Chris Puckett. Wait, Chris, that's a real person. That is a real person. <laughs> M- Martin Puckett. The, okay. Bill Murray's character is named Martin Puckett. He is a newscaster for a New York TV station. And it's Groundhog's Day, and he has to report... On whether or not the groundhog saw its shadow or not, thus right. ending winter or continuing it for another six years. Um, Come on. <laughs> six months. Come on. Is it six weeks? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not winter for another six months, Ray. Now, to be fair, I meant to say six weeks and I said six months instead because okay. that's how long it feels. Yes, that is fair. Um, he does a really bad job, he's a rude boy, um, and then he does his day, and we get some scenes of him talking to people, and he's just not the best person ever. Sure. And then he's trying to woo this woman. Sure. And the woman and the, is named it, and played by? God, I, I almost said Linda Carter. She played Wonder Woman. Here's the the problem about movies for me and women, is that I love and respect a lot of the women in these movies. I don't know any actors. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 part of what this project is for. Because I, I really didn't either. And I've learned a lot just by 
going through and looking stuff up to verify for you. I um, could just say Sigourney Weaver again, because this is a sci-fi now, romance comedy. Do you think, you think Sigourney Weaver and Bill Murray have two love story movies? Oh, no! <laughs> Maybe... Okay, follow me here, okay? What if, during one of the timelines, he is the Ghostbuster? Oh my gosh. You know, I feel like that might... I think that that might be a thing. Like, that... <laughs> like, That's why he doesn't know anything about Ghostbusting and Psychopharmacol... No, of, um... That, the, the, the science. Psychopharmacology. Oh, my God. Parapsychology. Parapsychology. Because he actually does, and he's just a newscaster who just kind of sneaked in. Okay. Because he's lived this life so many times. Sure. And uh, he was ready for this to break the cycle, and it didn't. I guess the actor is not as important. What is the character's name of the of the woman he's trying to woo? Uh, Melissa Murphy. Melissa Murphy. Murphy. Okay. And um, you said that he's a rude. Oh no, New York. I want to drill down to this. Is he like in New York City, or is he? It's just somewhere else in New York. Like he's in New York City. Okay. That's just where Bill Murray movies take place. That's okay. All right. And and he's just kind of rude and apathetic to his job. He's lost a twinkle in his eye. Yeah. That's a very Bill Murray thing. Yeah, I can like hear him sigh and just kind of talk at someone frankly and not yeah. care. That's yeah. what his character is. Say something really rude and it seems like it goes over the person's head and they obviously understood what he meant, but they don't challenge him on it because they don't feel like, you know, dealing with that. Mhm. Yep. Okay. Uh, and and then he, through the power of having to live the same day over and over again, realizes that being kind is better. Yes, being kind and excited about life and how life changes. Wow. Wait. In, oh, okay. In small okay. ways right. every day. Right. So having having to live in the the nightmare scenario of nothing changes he learns to appreciate the small details okay and how life is wonderful and always changing even when you don't think it is dang i needed to hear that (laughs) thank you you're welcome (laughs) i woke up in kind of a foul mood thinking about how much nothing was changing so i appreciate so chicken um come on now yeah. Come on <laughs> now. We were having a moment and I absolutely ruined it. You ran it afoul. We're back at the same joke. Um, uh, don't be so chicken. <laughs> <laughs> how How is he afflicted with this curse? Um, I think the groundhog does it from <sighs> miles away. Okay, I don't know by what mechanism but i definitely imagined a scene with the groundhog like wearing wizard clothes and, like, <laughs> standing over a cauldron <laughs> yeah it's a it's a deleted scene it's in the director's mm, cut because mm, okay. in the we never get a full explanation but we get big hints that it's the groundhog that okay. did it okay okay so it's never it's never said explicitly Fully. but we are led to believe that it's the groundhog is there any clear motivation that it would be the groundhog? Like, is he just a puckish wood nymph trying to 
Yeah, he's like, um, oh, what do we, what fey creature do I want to call this groundhog? I mean, it's just a magic groundhog is the thing of okay. making sure that nature and people, I'm, I'm just spinning, spinning nothing right now. Hold on. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's fine. The groundhog every year picks one person. Okay. Uh, and then decides life... if they have to see if they have to see winter for six weeks or their life over and over for one day. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's um okay. All right. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Wait. What if? Follow me here. The groundhog is actually the spirit of Ebenezer Scrooge. And he in his afterlife he decided to reincarnate as a groundhog. Is this help... a, is this like a lesser known Charles Dickens story? I mean it kind of is. <laughs> it and it shows you the error of your ways and the greed of man. Uh and in this in Bill Murray's case, the apathy of man. So the groundhog just kind of randomly selects somebody in its vicinity and then whatever that person's greatest vices are are just kind of boiled down and a specialized curse is created for that person yes okay okay so i might want to i want to get into that a little bit a little bit more but Uh um how is the curse broken uh, or is uh, the, the curse broken? Yes, at the very end, the curse is broken um, with what did I name him? Martin Puckett. Martin Puckett. Oh my god! Martin... I remembered your character name. I feel so good. <laughs> uh, it ends on one loop with Martin doing an extremely good job at presenting the news and the groundhog, like with genuine excitement, mm-hmm. and he impresses Melissa. Uh, and that, Melissa and then, Murphy. yes, and they end the day with a date, and then the next day starts, and it starts just like it did before, but it's actually the day after. Okay. Okay. And oh joy, oh glorious joy, he can, he can move on with his life. Mm-hmm. Could and you imagine, opens... like, I think that getting stuck on the same day as a loop for any amount of time at any point would probably be kind of awful um, after you got over the novelty of it. But mm-hmm. could you imagine, especially it being like the beginning of February and then like being done with that? And then you're like, oh, but I still have to wait six more weeks until spring. Right. Uh. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. All right. What kind I. I said I wanted to get back into it. What kind of specialty curse would be cooked up for you if this groundhog were to select you out of the crowd? You're asking me what my deepest vice is. I'm asking you what kind of curse. Um, let me think about it. Uh, you can answer for me instead if you want. No, or, no, no. I'm... I really would like you to answer for both. I want you to be the groundhog in this scenario. Okay, let me do some introspection and then be a little wicked, be a, li- be a little wizened. I'm eating, I don't know, a walnut? Oh, is wicked that wicked and wizened. I love that. That's, an, that's me. Um, oh, yeah. 
Okay, maybe I'll think about yours instead first. So you are kind and generous and have a big heart. Uh-huh. Um, I, okay, I think your curse would be that for, like, a week straight, your phone just keeps going off with requests from people. Oh, and you you are compelled to to help them. No oh my god! What. And I would have to learn how to say no because it would become too much. Uh-huh. Wow! <laughs> oh my god, Ray! I was okay? not expecting that good of an answer. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. That blew me away. <laughs> um, wow. Mine... Another thing I really needed to hear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey Joe, life changes in small ways and you need to learn to say no. This is Is this is this an episode of mock footage or a short therapy session? This is a therapy session for you, but I'm sorry to I'm sorry you had to to learn about it this way. <laughs> okay. Um I think mine would be very similar. Uh, except instead of requests, people just keep asking me for money. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I keep giving them money. And my money stock doesn't And not disappear. just people. Like, it, it wouldn't just be people. It would be, like, organizations that you really trust and respect that have, like, special deals or time-limited, mm. like, offers. And they're like, oh, God. just 20 bucks and half of the cost goes right to this organization. And you're like, oh, nice. But then that happens, like... 300 times over the course of a month and you're like yes <laughs> and the thing is my money to stock does not dwindle it stays weirdly enough but the point is i have you're to... always on the precipice of ruin right but i keep saying yes anyway yeah and i need to learn how to to to, to budget my money better oh boy well, that hurt let's let's like Bill Murray, let's grow up a little <laughs> and watch Groundhog's Day to learn some lice, life lice lessons. No. Let's <laughs> and learn some life lessons. Uh, Ray, what was your favorite line from this movie? Um, it's when he busts open his apartment door uh-huh. and he sees a little boy and says, Little boy, what day is it? And then the kid is like, I don't know. Okay. Follow-up question. How many times does that happen in the movie? At least seven. And what was your favorite line from the movie? I don't know. Um. And, okay. And before we get into the movie, Ray, I do need to ask, what was your favorite line from the movie? I'm spiraling. (laughs) Would you like some money? Let's go eat some popcorn. <laughs> Here we are, once again, we're doing an ad spot. And we already did an ad spot, but I'm going to do another one for your sake. Here you go. Uh, Artificial Ghost Radio is a podcast on the Lunar Light Studio Network. It's a Sisyphean music recommendation podcast hosted by Quizkeeper Miles Lazarus and Tomb Dweller Mars Garbayo. Every other week, they challenge each other to find songs based on completely arbitrary themes and discuss them while making goofs along the way. Then they spin the WHEEL OF DISCORD! 
to talk about a random song from the Challengers Library. Any song. You can find Artificial Ghost Radio every other Saturday on LunarLightStudio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, uh, oh no, oh no! Something wicked this way comes, it's a cryptid. It's coming for me. How can I save myself from this this cryptid? Well, let me tell you about the cryptid keeper. (laughs) What common ground do an Appalachian folklorist and a horror-savvy screen queen have? It's, It's cryptids. It's it's the thing that's chasing me. Um, it's getting really close. But come laugh, learn, and get creeped out as best friends Alex and Addison take a lighthearted look at the weird wild unknowns of the world. Uh, every other week, they talk about a different cryptid on their show, and it's fun, and it's great, and it's kind of scary sometimes. Oh, really wholesome a lot of time. They're wonderful hosts. You'll learn a lot about some some creatures that may or may not exist. And here's here's a spoiler for you. They all exist. The Cryptid Keeper is out every other Sunday on the Lunar Light Studio Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, folks. My name is Joe, and this week we are discussing Groundhog Day. My name is Ray, and... and didn't we? Didn't we do this one? Haven't Joe? we made this joke before when we did Memento? I can't remember. Let me think backwards real quick. <laughs> okay, uh, for the listener, this is extra funny because <sighs> Ray and I actually did just record a good, like, ten minutes, and I didn't like where it was going, so we restarted, so we are actually doing it again. Help! I'm stuck in a time loop. I need to better myself and become a better person for my sake. Help me. Oh, alrighty. Um, I'm gonna really quick get through a uh, a plot synopsis of Groundhog Day, which is... You're not gonna ask me what I thought? What what did you think? (laughs) What did you thought of the movie? I thought that I want to become a better person. Oh, yeah. I'm really glad that you made me circle back to that, because that was a good point. Yeah, that's how I felt, yeah. too. Um, also, I feel like going through the stages of grief. Yes. And I'm really glad that you brought up the stages of grief, <laughs> because that's um, something that I kept thinking about during the movie as But well. what if he's in the nine circles of hell? Uh, well, we can count five stages, or we can count nine circles. Which would you prefer doing? Let's do five stages, because I think they're more appropriate than, than shapes. I agree. Um, okay, so... Or is he the seven deadly sins? Now that is something I would like to explore. Hmm. Is depression a sin? It's sloth, kind of. Um, really quickly, Phil Connors is a weatherman, played by Bill Murray. A weatherman for the Pittsburgh news station. And every year he has to go to Puxatawney and see the Groundhog Festival and see the Groundhog predict the weather. And he thinks he thinks that it's an asinine um, like little festival and he thinks himself above the people that celebrate it. And he's also kind of jealous of the, the Groundhog because it is also named Phil and he is also a weatherman and people may pay more attention to the Groundhog than him. But anyway, he goes there with his crew of Larry the cameraman and Rita the producer. And uh, Rita is too good and wholesome for him. And they, like, 
do not see eye to eye at all because she's a really good individual. Um, she's a really strong willed person and he is not. And uh, they, they just kind of have a lot of friction over that. Um, and after that newscast, they get stuck in Punx- Puxatani because of a blizzard that rolled in. And um, when Phil wakes up the next day, it's still Groundhog's Day. It's Groundhog's Day again. It's the same thing. Everything is happening the same way. And he's the only person who's different. And he starts to learn the routines of everyone in town. And eventually, after some angst, uh, starts to help them in various ways and grow as a person and learn new things. And um, eventually, once he's fully accepted the fact that this life isn't going to change, uh, but at least he has grown and he gets to be a better person now, um, that's when the curse finally breaks. And... Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the plot of the movie. It's just Majora's Mask Light. I just it's, realized it is Majora's Mask Light is the thing. Although I've never beaten Majora's Mask, so <laughs> well, you have to go around helping everybody with their problems. Yes, and they are. And you have to rewind do, to the they first are day. Representative of the stages of grief. This is correct. Uh, also, Majora's Mask also goes through the stages of grief. Anyway, yes. um. You want to talk about the stages of grief? The Actually, five hold stages on. Of grief wait, hold on. Wait, the... okay. wait, wait. Yeah. Joe, can you give me a synopsis of the movie? Okay. Okay, so. Uh, Phil Connors is a weatherman. <laughs> Joe. Hi. Hi. Hey. Can you give me a synopsis of this movie, please? Mosutani, Phil, is a. Is a groundhog! Hey, is a weather hog. <laughs> hey, Joe. Can you give me a plot synopsis of I this can movie, and I will. I've gotten so good at it. <laughs> Let's talk about the stages of grief, which I think you are in. I'm, I don't. Anger? Yeah. I'm, I'm in one of them. Okay, so the stages of grief as are widely known as. Uh, the five stages of grief are just kind of a theoretical model of the way that people deal with death or grief of any kind um and these they don't necessarily happen in a sequential order but they're widely known as denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance and i think we see a lot of these in this movie mm-hmm. um step one step one denial tell me about it's, it right it's in egypt it's wet um it goes through <laughs> Gotcha with that one. Huh? Oh, you sure did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me about denial, the stage of grief. <laughs> the first stage of grief is denial, which is responding to everything that's happening and saying, nope, nope, this is not, this can't be true, this isn't happening, which is how Phil, the weatherman, Spends his entire first uh, repeat day is just mm-hmm. 
trying to accept the fact that he's living Groundhog Day again, and he can't. He just can't. There's no way. And he's upset about it, and he keeps making excuses. Mm-hmm. And it's just not a good time for him. Yeah, he's saying, like, I think there's something really wrong with me. Like, I, you know, some I'm... Something is not something is not right here. He like goes to a psychiatrist. Not that anyone should avoid seeking therapy when they think something is wrong, but um, he just can't accept his new reality. Mm-hmm. And then he moves on pretty quickly to anger, mm-hmm. which is expressed by him realizing that there are no consequences for anything that he does because he's just going to wake up in the same bed the next day, and. Uh, he he kind of befriends a couple of galoops from town and uh, gets really rowdy and drunk with them and then starts, like, breaking a ton of laws and he starts, like, a cop car chase and, uh, and eventually crashes and ends up in jail. And, uh, and then we honestly see a lot of that anger kind of throughout the movie, too. He's an angry person, and he's frustrated with the situation that he's been in. And honestly, he was already frustrated with his situation before he was afflicted by the curse. Mm-hmm. Or is it a gift? Or is it a gift? Perhaps. But we're not at acceptance yet. Did Rita give him a present? <laughs> um, then they moved on to bargaining, but that one wasn't really in the movie so much. Although, I think there can be a case made for it where he... Like, he starts doing what a ton it... of good deeds for people. Like, he gives his entire wallet to the old guy, um, and he just starts doing things. And I think that part of that was probably motivated by an idea that, like, maybe if I do enough good stuff, that then I can, then I'll just wake up and it'll be February 3rd. Mm-hmm. But that does not happen. And then he moves on to depression. Uh, yep. Where... He's yeah. just lost all hope, and this was a this was a heavy hitter in the it, movie. Yeah, it was dark. It was heavy. Um, we see a few. I don't know what are we calling it? Loops, repeats. Yeah. yeah. Returns to the loop. Loop loops. is fine. Uh, we see some loops where he, uh, content warning, commits suicide through various means, and it's sad. And the movie doesn't. Movie makes it serious, but it's still lighthearted. Yeah, the movie does its best to like keep it light but like you see the weight of it on his face like Mm -hmm. and then he talks later about all the ways he's tried to kill himself and it's just rough yeah um it's upsetting honestly and after he moves through all of that and with a little guidance from rita he begins to move into acceptance and saying this is okay this is my life now and i'm gonna use it as an opportunity to grow and that's what really he needs to do is grow up because I think for me, the most poignant part was toward the beginning when he was befriending those two galoops from town. And he uh-huh. said, he's sitting at the bowling alley with them and he said, I mean, what would you do if you knew that every day you were going to wake up in the same place and nothing was going to change and no matter what you did, nothing was going to matter and one of them says, yeah, that pretty much sums it up for me. And it's like, yikes. Like, yikes. That is that is the reality for a lot of people, or at least how they feel. Um, and he has to 
grow up and grow past that, not just in the literal sense of like he's waking up every day on February mm-hmm. 2nd, but in a bigger sense in his soul. Yeah. And we, we see that journey and it, it, by the end of the movie, it seems like a genuine change. Like he's like really grown. Yeah. Partway through the movie, he's trying to do these good things and good deeds and like get to know people. I'm like, but there's an ulterior motive to all right. of this. By the end, it's genuine. And after it's good. You, after you strip away all of the negativity and all of the pain and the ennui that comes from being alive and like it's it's a very existential movie but to me it's hopeful because it it feels like nothing in particular made phil decide to be good like Mm -hmm. by the end he wasn't trying to be a better person he had just worn down all of those defenses he had worn down all of all of the pain and the misery and all that was left was an attempt to do good and be good because that's all there is left in life Mm -hmm. after you after you get over it, after you get over the fact that life is kind of a like it's man, uh, I'm getting I'm getting lost in the sauce here. I'm like I'm I'm trying not to be too pessimistic or too classic Joe, <laughs> but life is uh it's gonna end someday, and in one sense, if you want to look at it one way. Like, there are no consequences, because after you're gone, you're gone. But that shouldn't stop you, and it really, it can't stop you, unless you let it, from doing your best to put good into the world. Mm -hmm. I think that's the message of this movie, at least that's what I got out of it. That's what I want it to be about. What do you think, Ray? I thought... No, that's beautiful. I love it. I thought that the moral of the movie was don't be bad. <laughs> yeah. Don't be rude. No. I'm, <laughs> I can't swear. I can't swear. I was about to do it. Yeah. Um, no, I I agree with you. And I also think part of it is my original script for the movie where uh, you just sometimes you just have to be like you said, you have to strip it down and you're just good because that's what there is left and that's the positivity in things. Because yeah. you make it positive. And, and I'm rambling. I'm well, bad at existentialism. Let's move on. You have to make that choice to be good. Like you, It doesn't happen automatically, but you do have to choose to do good things. Mm-hmm. And that only comes when he spends a day with Rita after he opens up to her and says, I've lived this day so many times. Yeah. And she says, let me just watch you for the day then. And then they just actually have an actual hangout session and there's no ulterior motives involved for him. He, he is, he comes to her and is totally vulnerable and says, I need help. Like he goes to a friend and says, I have a problem and I need help. Um, And it's not about, it's not about you and me. It's not about our relationship. It's it's about I'm going through this thing and I need to lean on you if that's all right. Mm-hmm. And she's good. <laughs> like, and she chooses to do the good thing and, and help him out. Yeah. She's great. Rita's great. Yeah. Rita's wonderful. I will say this just for just about 
any of the female protagonists in movies from the 80s and 90s. She's great. <laughs> uh, Larry's great, too. Is he? Yeah. He's okay. We don't get a lot of Larry. I think he's But good. also we get the glimpses that he... It, people view him as not worthwhile. Yeah, that was a weird... A weird decision for the movie to make. Like... You know, it spends all this time turning turning from a spiteful and kind of nasty, like, let's, let's just be mean to people as much as possible, um, into, into what is very wholesome and kind-hearted at the end. But then it spends, like, a weird joke at the end at the expense of Larry saying, like, after, after Phil had gotten sold at a charity auction for like 340 bucks larry gets sold off next for 25 cents and it's like eh, look at larry he's bald i th- i think larry's fine larry's fine here's my theory they were setting up for groundhog's day again colon again again groundhog day too with larry no no they weren't this is really bad. Let's talk about the seven deadly sins. Okay. Uh, what are they? Let's see. There's if we seven can get of them. All. Let's see if we can get them all. Let's go back and forth, and okay. whoever can't think of one loses. <laughs> okay. Gluttony. Pride. Lust. Envy. Wrath. Greed. Sloth. Ding, 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 ding. We did it, We folks. did it. We hit, all, all, hit on all sixes. <laughs> In this case, sevens. Uh, um, I want to start. I okay. want to start. I want to start. He has pride at some point because he talks to Rita and says, maybe I'm a god. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's such a Bill Murray thing. <laughs> like, and not just Bill Murray, but like white dudes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. So I can't die, um, and I and I'm I, omnipotent now because I, I I've gathered so all this information. I gathered information. I must be a god. Like, no, dog. If you were a god, you would probably know what is happening to you or why. Like, right. This is something is happening to you. You do not have any control over the situation, and yet that's how he perceives it at first because he's a very prideful being. You, your 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 turn. Uh, your, oh, okay. your turn. Uh, lust. Okay, well that all the ladies. He spends some time, uh, like learning sparse details about women so that he can seduce them on next on the next loop, and then he and it tries was gross. This. I didn't like it. Well, it it culminates in him trying to do this over and over again with Rita and getting to know her in the process, but never being able to like seduce her which is a little annoying because what the movie is saying is that these women who were willing to sleep with him Mm -hmm. and one day are worth less somehow Mm -hmm. uh, which is not fair or cool at all but um it is something that he has to overcome too is like okay there is more to these people than just sex i guess i don't know yeah. Am I being too forgiving of the movie? Mm. 
I think that's what we want out of it. I think we want to give these women a benefit of the doubt. I don't know if the movie does. Yeah, let's just continue to see the good in it and not focus on the <laughs> the nast. Okay. We all know there's nast in there. Everybody listening, there's there's nast. There's it's nasty not the, in this movie. It's not the best movie. It's okay. You're next, Ray. Uh, um, um, uh, greed, 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 greed. Let's talk about greed. How does he, he portray greed? He wants all of the skills. Oh, he steals the money bag. Oh, he does steal the money bag. That's true. He he like there's an armored transport vehicle, and he times it out to when everyone's distracted because he's seen the loop enough times that he knows that there's a specific moment when everyone will be distracted and he grabs a bag of money and then he like buys a new car that day and buys new clothes for himself um, mm-hmm. and it doesn't give him any satisfaction <laughs> no <Nope>. surprisingly <laughs> big shocker on that one wow uh it's your turn oh it is isn't it um I guess I'll do Wrath next, which I think is perfectly captured by the scene where he captures the groundhog, where he kidnaps the groundhog Mm. and then drives off of a cliff with it. And just points his anger at the groundhog and blames him for everything and decides to end both of their lives. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Um, uh, Gluttony is one of them. Uh-huh. And he decides to just eat yep. all the food that one time. Yep. He does. He's like, "Oh, well, I'm not going to feel this tomorrow, so I'll just I'm gonna go to the eat diner and, and drink my life yeah. away today." Yeah. Uh and again, weirdly, doesn't give him any satisfaction. How does that wow. happen? Huh. Envy? Have we done envy yet? No, we have not. Okay. What is he envious of? You know, I would say uh, he's probably envious in some regard of Ned Ryerson and all of the inhabitants of Puxatani. Because mm. while on one hand he thinks he's intellectually superior to these people and above the small town life, he also, you can tell, especially by the end of the movie, wants the simplicity of it and wants the, the, the kindness and the peace but he doesn't have that piece in him. Mm-hmm. I was also going to say that, now this is a bit, of, a bit of a stretch, but he's envious of everyone else who gets to live their lives normally. Mm. Mm. I don't think that's a stretch. Yeah. Meanwhile, he has to live with this truth that he can't move on. Yeah. What's less? Uh, uh, sloth. Sloth. Oh, he learns all the answers to Jeopardy questions. <laughs> That's it. That's Sloth. That's Sloth. He, mm-hmm. he sits and watches the same episode of Jeopardy over and over again. This is during his depression, which is feels of... really bad to link depression to Sloth and yeah. call Sloth a sin. Um, so I'm not going to do that. But, I mean, he... He was so unhealthy at the beginning of the movie. And I I want to believe that the changes that he made 
throughout the movie and the changes that happen to him are going to stick and he's just going to be a better person. I don't, I'm, there's no reason, there's no reason anything different should happen. So that's, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the final day, the final loop, he, all his good deeds are laid out on the table for both us and Rita. And I want to believe that those things carry forward and that he's viewed as a good man in this town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's not just about how he's viewed, but like about how he views himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We got all the sins. We captured them. Captured him in a jar? Sent him into the space. No more sins on Earth. Sins, you live in space now. Um, oh. <laughs> all right, so we've done the five stages of grief. We did the seven deadly sins. I think that's... I mean, that's content, baby. <laughs> Let's... Uh... Here's the thing about the movie. It's pretty straightforward. You it's know? really straightforward. It's hard to talk oh. about this movie without giving an extra kick, an extra spice in there. And at the same time, it isn't. Because, again, the mechanism of the curse and what causes it and what breaks it are never explored. Now, we do have a few theories as we watched it. Um, my theory about the groundhog is disproven because he does kill himself and the groundhog at some point. I don't think that disproves it. Oh, that's true. He didn't just kill the groundhog and not himself. Yeah. Um, Joe had the theory that Rita was doing it. Oh, yeah. Rita. I think Rita's a witch. Because at one point he says... <laughs> at one point he says something like... Listen. I don't even remember what he said. No, he's just yeah. talking to her and he's being kind of snarky. And then she like starts reciting poetry at him. And it's this like really dark, <laughs> ominous portent. Uh-huh. And like... It's out of nowhere. <laughs> and Joe says, she's a witch. She's a witch. And I, lo- I, I died laughing. <laughs> um, I did notice, speaking of witch, I did notice that at the very end, when they're having their final moment at night in the snow and they kiss, it started snowing. Yeah. yeah. Which is was the first signal that things are going to move forward. Things were different, right? Yeah. They yeah. were kissing, and that's exactly when it started snowing. And, and yeah. he noticed, too, but he's like, it doesn't he noticed, matter. He noticed, but yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't about to get his hopes up that it was going to be February 3rd that's, the next day. That's not his focus anymore. <laughs> right, yeah. That, that's another, yeah, that's another good point. It's not what he was, he didn't care about it anymore. He, he was, was happy with how in his... that moment. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's the movie. Did we have any other theories on on what caused it? Does Groundhog's Day two the the new one go into it? There, I, I, is there? There's not a new one. Is I, there? I thought I thought there was. I, I hope was there not? not? I don't think so. There was a video game that got made or something. They talked about it on advertising. Yeah, but I thought there was a second movie or something. Or did I make that up? You may have made that up. Mm. There's a musical. Fun fact. Oh, I'm thinking that's about a, Weatherman, probably. That's a really um, responsible choice for a musical. Financially responsible. Ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. I get it. I get it. I... I... I did so that I did want to talk about really quick. I I liked that he spent like I was really into it when he was spending time 
trying to toy with the world and learn its rules. He breaks a pencil at one point and leaves it on his nightstand. Then he finds mm-hmm. it intact the next morning. Um, and then he's like, oh no, what is happening? And that was all very interesting to me on my first watch, like when I turned 13 probably. And it's something that always bugged me about the movie. I'm like, how come they don't tell us, you know, like how come it's never clear what, what happened or why? And it, upon watching it again now as a 26 year old i'm like because that's not what the movie is about it is about the that ennui it is about that existentialism and that is the point of the movie that's what's overcome during it and that's all that matters Um, the sci-fi is the backdrop yeah wild of you to call it sci-fi but yeah it's (laughs) sci-fi it's not it's well we were it's it's like how Field of Dreams is a sci-fi fantasy ghost you movie. Said okay, it then and I didn't challenge you then, but Ray, it's not sci-fi. There's a it's just time is being messed with in some regard, Joe. It's sci-fi. Have you heard of magic? It's also it could be fantasy. Who that knows? That makes way more sense to me. I don't know. When it comes to time, usually sci-fi comes first because of time travel. But you're right. It might just be fantasy. There's a groundhog wizard. I think wizard. either the groundhog is a wizard or Rita is a witch or maybe both. Maybe both. And they work together to teach this man a lesson yeah. about the human experience. I, one more thing that I wanted to touch on was the old homeless man that um, during one particular arc, Phil befriends and then he brings him into the hospital at one point and then learns that the old man died later that night and the nurse tells him oh he was just old like just died you know Mm -hmm. this happens and And he tries again on the next loop to to keep the man alive and he still dies yeah he tries he tries everything he can he like gives him good food and gets him warmed up and takes care of him but the old man still dies and that's like that's part of him that's part of acceptance Mm -hmm. It's it's a weirdly heavy flick yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what fantasy movies do to you, right? Are you sure you didn't mean sci-fi movies? I have the biggest grin on my face. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Let me have this. <laughs> Let's get out of here before yeah. we get stuck in another loop, please. Let's get out of here. Um, hello, folks. My name is Joe, and this week we will be discussing Groundhog Day. My name is Ray, and Joe, can you give us a synopsis of the film? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to mock footage. Thank you. So- How do I close the show? <laughs> wait, oh wait, wait. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah, Ray. Let's let's wrap up. Um, and I have to ask you: Would you recommend? <laughs> this is gonna be a weird question, but would you recommend watching this movie to somebody who had never seen it before? Yeah, you had never seen this movie before, and I was a little hesitant on watching it because I wasn't—I knew that there was gonna be some gross '90s Bill Murray humor in there. And like, don't get me wrong—I really like Bill Murray. I think he's funny, but it's—it's—I just wasn't ready for the sexist stuff, and I—and it was there. But despite that... Joe, here's my statement to you. We should never be ready for the sexist stuff. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Despite that, 
is it still worth your time? Is it still worth watching? I think so. Okay. I think so. If not for the the lessons it teaches you about life. Yeah. It, or the it things that you could. It's. I don't. I wouldn't say that it taught me anything new, but it definitely told me some things that I needed to hear. Um, and it there were some things in there that really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. So. Joe, would you recommend this movie to someone? Yeah, I would. Oh. I I I wouldn't have before watching it again with you. If if somebody like if somebody just asked me out of the blue like. I've been thinking about watching Groundhog Day. Have you ever seen it? Do you think I should watch it? I probably would have said no. Probably not. You can probably skip it. But having watched it again, I I feel really good about it. And I think it's worth watching. I would recommend this movie, if not for two things. Or, for two things. The journey that Bill Murray's character goes through and also the arc with the old man. And Rita. And Rita. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for watching this movie with me, Ray. And thank you, listener, for joining us. You can find us on Twitter, as always, at MockFootage, or send an email to MockFootage at gmail.com. And you can reach out to us there and let us know what movies you'd like to hear about. I think, uh, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think we're probably going to get back into the Alien franchise pretty soon, or maybe take a detour over to Predatorville. Um <sighs> Thank you so much to Haley Rose for the introduction. Thank you so much to Ryan Chongo for allowing us to use the song Hat of Serenity off of the album Hat Shop. You can find that on Bandcamp, and I urge I urge you to do so because it's a wonderful album. And thank you so much to Ross Jerson for creating the cover art for us. And finally, of course, as always, thank you to Lunar Light Studio for being our podcast family and uh, loving us as we love you. All that done and out of the way. Ray, what's your favorite line from the movie? My favorite line from the movie is by the nurse when she says, Sometimes people just die. Yeah, it was, it was like a different movie, right? <laughs> that one really hit me in heavy. six different ways. Yeah. That's okay, bud. Let's go. Eat more popcorn? Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Hey, Kyla. Yeah, Marty. What's your favorite scary movie? Well, that's an excellent question. You can find the answer to that if you listen to our podcast, Netflix and Kill. If you're a horror fan, you can hear us go through all the horror films on Netflix, good and bad. Find out which ones are worth watching. If you're a horror newcomer, don't be scared off. We go through the ropes and definitely make some jokes. So we hope you check us out. You can find our podcast at LunarLightStudio.com or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes out every other Tuesday. May your nightmares be plentiful. plentiful.